Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you and bless you for tonight. For this new series, we know that, Lord, you have a message for us. You have a revelation for us from this new series. Speak to us, Lord, and transform our lives. As for me, your servant, I ask for wisdom. I ask for understanding. I ask that you touch my lips of clay and let me speak your word, undiluted and unadulterated in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. I'll be, four, I'll be 54 on the 31st of May. And uh, I decided to begin a new series towards the 31st of May titled Rules of Engagement. Rules of Engagement. 54 Simple Life Lessons from 54 Years of Living. So in the army, when soldiers are going to war, so the current major war going on in the world today is the war between Ukraine and Russia. Or so I say Russia and Ukraine. And in these wars, there are globally accepted rules of engagement. The fact that you are in war and you have enemies you need to kill does not mean that you can kill women and children or civilians who are not armed. If they do that, they will come back to hunt them. They may go ahead and do it, but the laws will catch up with some of them. You cannot rape a woman because you are at war with another nation. Then you go in and rape a woman. Even within the soldiers themselves, in their internal arrangement are rules that govern their behaviors. There are rules that govern their behaviors. They are called the rules of engagement now rules of engagement has even now become the term that is used by a number of corporate institutions when you are employed you are given the rules of engagement what you can do and what you cannot do so the laws that govern your engagement in the company or anything even in marriage you can have rules of engagement that will govern the two of you so you can have a very peaceful life. So I borrowed this term, rules of engagement, to try to share with you some 45, 55, 54 rules. 54 rules that can help you engage life successfully. That can help you navigate through the walls of life and become very successful so let me begin with an introductory scripture and this scripture will guide us and guard us throughout this series i actually don't know when i'm going to finish this series but i know that it's going to be a blessing to you i don't know when i'll finish but i know it will bless you let all those who said amen receive amen. now Proverbs 20 and the verse 18, reading from the New Living Translation. Plans succeed through good counsel. Don't go to war without wise advice. So, President Kufuado is the president of Ghana. If we decide to go to war with our neighbors, Togo, President Kufuado will sit down with the military high command 
even though he's the commander-in-chief of Ghana's armed forces, he will still need the advice of the experienced military officers to develop his strategy to be able to win the war. So you are the president of your life. But it doesn't mean that you can engage in life's wars without advice. So what I'm doing, these 54 rules I'm going to give you, are advice that I'm going to give you. I'm going to just offer you this free advice from the 54 years of my life. And I believe it's going to help you. Amen. So rule number one, life is a race. But without direction, it becomes a rush. Life is a race, but without direction, it becomes a rush. Sometimes it's very, very easy for you to feel that you are late in life. When you see other people running ahead of you. My friends, if you are running to nowhere... If we're running with no direction, you can go at any length, at any speed, any time you want. But if we're running to a specific place, it is different. I realized in all my life that my, progr my progress in life is as a result of me ensuring that I do not rush in life. I don't rush in life, but I'm also never late in life. I don't rush in life, but I arrive at the right place at the right time. Because you know something? I have direction for my life. From the beginning of my life, I made the decision that if whatever I am doing will not contribute to my purpose in life, I will never get involved in any of those things. So the key word here is direction. It's direction. Direction is the discovery and pursuit of God's purpose for your life. So whatever you are doing in life, the secret to your success, the secret to your speed, is that you are pursuing God's purpose. You must know that whatever you are doing is something that you are convinced, convinced beyond any shadow of doubt that God wants you to do it. I could have remained in Europe after school but that was not what god wanted me to do where i am today was because i chose to pursue god's purpose for my life so here are five things i want you to do number one define your mission why did God create you? Answer that question. Lord, why did you create me? God created every one of us for a purpose. Ask him why he created you. Number two. Develop your vision. Based on your conviction that God created you for a certain assignment. And as you are pursuing that assignment, ask yourself this question. Where do I want to take this assignment? Where do I want to be the next 10 years? Where do I want to be the next 15 years? 
The things I do today are actually influenced by the things I see tomorrow. For me, today is tomorrow. I, am, I have a journey. I'm going somewhere. And I'm very truly focused on it. Number four, number three, decide your deadlines. Decide your deadlines. Manage your time effectively and efficiently. Don't waste your time on anything that does not contribute to your purpose in life. Number four, define your, define your values. Determine your values. Determine your values. Make sure you make rules for yourself. Have some principles that will guide your behavior. Because success is behaviorally driven. Then finally, number five, devise your strategies. Devise your strategies. Scan your environment. Study your environment. See, God will never put you in an environment that he has not made provisions there for you. Wherever, if you are very sure you are pursuing God's purpose, you have direction. Wherever you find yourself, God placed you there for a certain reason. Scan the environment, you will find the opportunities within that environment. Are you here? Are we good? Number two, the second rule of engagement is that life is a set of rules. Obey them and rule the world. Disobey them and ruin your life. You see, nations make law to regulate the behaviors of their citizens. Companies establish their values to regulate their be the behaviors of their staff. Professional bodies make develop code of ethics to regulate the behaviors of their staff. Parents make rules at home to regulate the behaviors of their staff. Even God himself, when the Israelites started making their journey, he made, he made laws to regulate the behaviors of his people. Because everybody knows that the secret to your success, to any group of people's success, are the laws that regulate your behaviors. The laws that will help you cultivate the right set of behaviors. No matter how you pray and you fast, if you don't make rules for yourself, you will not become successful. No matter how you read the Bible, if you don't make rules for yourself, you will not become successful. So let me show you something. The best rules come from your conscience. God is a wise God. God knows that even though nations will make rules, will make laws, your parents will make rules for your behavior but in most cases you will be left alone when no one is watching who are you the real you is not how it's not what the laws of your country made out of you but the real you is what your conscience makes out of you so let me show you something when you are alone no matter what you do there will always be this still small voice that is telling you that what you are doing is wrong. Isaiah 30 verse 21 And your ears shall, your ears shall hear a word behind you. 
saying this is the way walk in it and when you turn to the right or to the left or, or when you turn to the left i want to end let me read again isaiah 30 21 and your ears shall hear a word behind you saying this is the way walk in it you see there is nothing you do in life there is no choice you make in life that you do not hear a still small voice telling you it is right or wrong that we call it a still small voice we call it the voice of the holy spirit but the world calls it your conscience god himself puts something in the inside of you that will help you build your own principles in life when your conscience dies that is the end of your life because wise behaviors are secret are the secret to success and it takes your conscience for you to develop wise behaviors and i want to share this with you so here are the six types of conscience and we all have one there is nothing you do in this world when you are alone that there is no a small voice telling you you are right or you are wrong here is that. now here are the six types of conscience number one pure conscience this is undiluted un, un, unadulterated conscience this is conscience in this raw state the way god created it when your conscience is clear clear is, is pure when you are doing the right thing you hear that voice clearly when you are doing the wrong thing you hear that voice clear there is no interruption there is no doubt that what i'm doing is wrong and i must stop it first timothy 39 holding the mystery of the faith in a pure conscience pure conscience is conscience in its purest form where you can hear clearly that what you are doing is definitely wrong or right now number two is good conscience good conscience are, is a conscience that you have developed as a result of good upbringing association with good people and learning from good things sometimes your cultural values will help you develop good conscience number three evil conscience evil conscience and this is the this is this is where you have gone through a lot of things and you have learned a lot of bad things and now you can even do evil without feeling guilty and then the defiled conscience the defiled conscience this is where people have really polluted you now sometimes eh, your moral standards let people feel filthy and guilty they will fight it they will pollute it they will defile it for you watch out for those people that satan has sent to come and defile your conscience and then we have weak conscience if people with weak conscience they cannot make up their mind whether this is right or wrong anybody can influence them and then finally we are what we call the seared conscience now seared conscience is where now when you even do evil and people are advising you you don't take it because you don't feel it you, you are very unrepentant 
and you will fight it and challenge it. In all my life, I've always stood in front of the mirror and I've looked at myself very hard and I've asked myself, are these things I'm doing, are they right? Even between me and people, when there is a disagreement, I ask myself, did I choose the right words? Did I say it well? Did I do it well? This thing I have done, if Christ appears now, will it make, make heaven or it will disqualify me from making heaven? It has helped me build a good name. And this good name has opened doors for me. If you want to become successful in life, ensure that you make rules for yourself. When I come to talk about self-leadership, I'll tell you how the first few years I stayed on this printer's road with money, we were like the ants that had no commander, no overseer, yet we stored our provisions in summer and gathered our, gathered our fruits, gathered our fruits in, in the winter, in, in the summer and stored our provisions in winter. Are you here with me? So build rules, make rules for yourself. I told you when I met mommy, I was a young guy, very ready to sleep with a woman. I have not met, I have not slept with any woman before. Then I called mommy, I said to her, you know something? I am on fire. If you come closer to me, I will use you to quench my fire. So let's have meetings in the open places. I made that rule for myself. I lived, the cousin was always out. I could have gotten mommy to come into my room. But today, I can talk to young people, look at the face of young people and tell them, it pays to wait. And God honors you when you do it. So make rules for your life. Number three, life is a school. Experience is the best teacher. Experience is the best teacher. Recently, I noticed that a group of young students at a Temple Christian International School were all choosing a particular subject. I saw my two last children have also chosen it. It's a science subject, physics. And I saw it. I said, you can't do physics. You're not a science student. But they say, but we love physics. We love physics. We love physics. You see, even a difficult subject, it made easy if you have a good teacher. And all the children went in. Recently, the TBS progressive test came. And he had A stars for physics. And I've been doing my investigation. And I realized that the physics teacher is so good. The children love physics. They are enjoying physics. This teacher is always in the science lab. Having time for the children. And even children who are not science students are getting A stars in physics. Because there's a good teacher teaching physics that's how it is in life in life when you have a good teacher over you you succeed you perform well you move well and the best teacher in the world is experience so let me share this with you every problem you are going through has a solution but usually the solution is in the bosom of the person who has once solved that same problem Every problem you are going through, whether business, academic, marital, or something, there is nothing new under the sun. 
the problem that is weighing you down and killing you somebody has been through that problem and the person has solved it and the person has gained experience and the solution to that problem is in the bosom of someone let me tell all the men here i've been married to mommy for 30 years mommy is a woman not an angel how did i marry here for 30 years and we are still very still enjoying our married life i've not always been a very good husband i do from the beginning of our marriage it was very difficult for me but as time went on and time went on and time went on i started gaining experience i started getting experience for the first one year i was struggling to be a, well, the first time i was being a husband it was a very difficult time for me but guess what whilst i was struggling for the first one year there were people that have survived 10 years i would talk to them how do i manage a woman how do i satisfy a woman how do i meet the expectations of a woman i learned from the experience and after 30 years if you have a pastor like me and you are going through marital struggles and you say let's keep it to ourselves let's die together let's keep it to ourselves is the height of foolishness in the same way mommy has been married to me for 30 years i've just asked her recently to develop a program for young pastors wives i said make yourself available and teach young pastors. how did you marry me for 30 years even me myself i'm surprised that's who this woman stuck with me for 30 years and she still wants to go ahead she still says she's enjoying it she's looking for the next 30 years with, with me there is something she has some skills she has some understanding and you have an experience of a 30 year old woman who had been married to one of the most difficult men on earth and she's still smiling and still healthy it's still powerful and you are just married for one year and you already think you are a marriage counselor you haven't gotten anywhere talk to the experience talk to people i am surrounded by people who are very experienced in everything they do somebody's story is the secret to your success so experience is not a word it is the person that have been through what you are going through talk to people the people you trust that's what i do that's what i've done up to this point in fact many people believe that titi affair is a wise man titi affair knows this no 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 i talk to people I talk to people the wise listens and adds to his learning that's what wise people do they listen and add to their learning one of the most successful men of god in this country traveled with a friend of mine they went to a, a country and the friend said when they went to visit this man of god was going to preach in this church he noticed something that this successful man of god in this country when they went he didn't start talking start he didn't start telling the man there what he's doing in ghana but he kept asking questions so how did you do this how did you achieve this where did you get this from and he was wondering but you are bigger than him you have achieved more than him what is this thing but they came back to ghana 
and realized that the thing that this great man was asking this other man he started implementing them started implementing them started implementing the things that he asked then he understood why this man is bigger than most of the people he had because he doesn't matter who you are he still learns from you once he listens and hears you he asks your knowledge to his knowledge when we were growing up there was a story about kokua nancy who knows kokua nancy spider the spider spider is very popular in our local stories isn't it so Kokwanasi said he wanted to be the wisest man, the wisest person on earth. So Kokwanasi went and gathered wisdom all over the world. He put all the wisdom together and put the wisdom in a, in a pot. And he said he was going to climb upstairs and hide the wisdom on top of a tree so that nobody can go for it. So that he would be the only wise person. So he put the pot on a rope and hung it in front of him. And he was trying to climb the tree. And the pot was in front of him. So he could not climb the tree. And the young man stand, sitting down says, Oh, quick one and say, Take that pot and put it at your back. Then you can climb the tree. Then Kokonansi realized that, Oh, I thought I have all the wisdom. But look at this small boy not teaching me wisdom. That was the reason why Kokonansi broke the pot. And now wisdom spread all over the world. Without that, all of us would have been fools. So when you think that you are an embodiment of wisdom and you need no counsel, that is the end of your life. Now Job 12 verse 12 says that wisdom is with the aged man. With long life is understanding. Wisdom is with the aged man. You need somebody who is more experienced than you to be your teacher in life. The young, young people think that old people are fools. But old people know that young people are fools. Because for young people, you are only imagining that old people, they are fools. So. But old people like us, we know that young people you are fools we have been there before we know all our mistakes and you'll be committing the same mistake and an elderly person is talking to you and you will not even listen i worship elderly people i worship experience i love to listen to experienced people are you here with me are you getting blessed number four Number four, I'm trying to make sure I can close you early because it's a long series I'm going to do. I want to encourage all of you to be here every evening. In life, it is better to be last running with horses than to be first running with tortoises. It's a very popular statement in my book. And I brought it here because it's something that I learned. Now hear this statement. Many people are not comfortable in a group where they are not the best. Because they cannot stand it when others are better than them. So there are a lot of people eh, who cannot belong to a group where some people in that group are better than them. So they would rather leave the group and, and rally amongst, around themselves people that they are better than. Let me tell you something. 
If you are better than all your friends, you are in trouble. If all your friends are better than you, you're on your way to success. That is why if you enter into a church like this, it is not everybody in this church that must be your friend. What am I learning from? Are you able to challenge me? Is your story inspiring me? I want to associate with people whose stories inspire me to perform. I want to be challenged in life. I've been checking. All my friends are older than me. All my friends even have bigger churches than me. All my friends are more popular than me. And when I sit down with them and I hear their stories, their stories inspire me. I am not a, I'm not a critic of successful people. I am a student of successful people. Are you here? I take my time to learn from people that have become successful. I read the biography of successful people every month. Years ago, I used to read them every night. They said, the place you go, you see a summarized biography. And I can just sit down, lie in my bed, and read two or three summarized biographies of people. And I learn from them. Success is not a rocket science. It's a reason science. So all of you are waiting for something big to happen to become successful. Success is just walking in front of you. Success is a story away from you. Success is a statement away from you. Your success secret is in a paragraph of a book. Read the books of people who are better than you. Don't be going around saying that every successful person is, is Illuminati. Recently, I heard that somebody in the area said, so this pastor is Illuminati because he has seen an, a high-rise building built by me. So I'm in an Illuminati. Hey! We, we have a fetish mindset. So everybody who is successful, and, and, and when I was growing up, it was so. And all the people I grew up with who saw rich people that Omar is Money ritual, money ritual, all these people, Sikedro, Sikedro. Oh, don't you remember this man? This man, his son just died. And immediately his son died, he became rich. Nonsense. Bill Gates is Illuminati. Um, who? Steve Jobs, Illuminati. This one, Illuminati. So every rich person. Is a wizard or an occultist? So who are God blessing? Who is God blessing? God is not blessing anybody. If people's success make you feel, feel like a failed person, you begin to criticize them. I pray for you that you will have the humility to learn from other people's success. So I am a student of successful people. I devote my time to study people. Even in the Bible, I love to study David. I love to study Joseph. I love to study people who rose from nowhere to the top. I don't pray to become like David. I work to become like David. I look at David's strategies and I implement them. I do not work to become as I do not pray to become as rich as Solomon. I worked. Solomon had wisdom, but he labored. 
Solomon had his own secret of success. Are you here? Spend time. Steady success. If the Bible presents the stories of more successful people than any book in this world, if you want to become successful, study the success stories of Esther, the young lady that became a queen. How patient she was. How she kept her virginity. How she kept secrets of who she was. How she was patient to wait for six months to go through beauty treatment. To go and spend one night with the king. How she took the risk. Because during those days, if you are divergenized, if you are slept, no man will marry you again. So it was possible that if the king slept with me for one night and I don't qualify, that's the end of my life. But Esther was bold enough to take that risk. Esther was patient enough to go through the beauty treatment she has to go through. Esther was pure enough to keep her virginity. Esther was courageous enough to come out and compete. compete. Esther was secretive enough to keep her background secret where she came from. Because that would have disqualified her. You see, when you read the Bible, you will only focus on how Esther, people saw her and she won the favor of people. And begin to pray. I pray for the favor of Esther. I pray for the favor of Esther. What about the three years of purification? Six, uh, six months of purification. What about the patience to go through the instructions to come out beautiful? What about Esther keeping the virginity to qualify? Because the king, the king wanted virgins. Before she came out for people to see her and won the favor of the people, she had met certain requirements. She has met certain requirements. Lord, give me the favor of Esther. Let a man see me and favor me. Let a man see me and favor me. Your clothes, why you have not ironed? <laughs> Your hair is smelling like a mad woman. <laughs> can i preach can i preach can i preach now so please you have to understand that there are principles in life that you need to follow for god to honor you number five life is a book if the chapter you are reading is not good just keep turning the pages so you have a good chapter listen the most difficult periods in my life have not been the most discouraging but the most encouraging because i keep my eyes on the light at the end of the tunnel anytime i go through difficult periods in my life that's where i don't get discouraged i don't get discouraged that's where i try to see the light coming at the end of the tunnel until you have a positive outlook in life until you can see positive things out of every negative situation in your life you'll be easily you easily be discouraged in life years ago when mommy had and i had nothing to eat when we wake up in the morning and there was nothing for us to eat we would just turn it into a fasting day we never stayed in our room and murmured we made we made lemonade out of lemons 
we we turned every bitter thing the devil gave us to better our lives after all the most efficient pills for healthy living are usually bitter and we kept that at the back of our mind we didn't see a, a certain situation as the end of our lives we saw our lives as a book and every situation that we went through as a chapter in that book and not the entire story and that not all the chapters are bad the one day one day there will be a good chapter so when we were in wooden stretches we say it's a, it's a chapter not the entire story when we move from there we still said it's a chapter even now that we have come here this is only a chapter this is a chapter i'm already talking to engineers we are developing the next building we are going to build as a church i'm already negotiating for more lands that as we grow we have to expand and go into a bigger area and take more territories this is not the whole story this is just a chapter and i'm getting ready for great and mighty things where you are is not the end of the story it's just the beginning of the story i ordered for some books from harvard 10 books i took one of the books that had this title that really that really interested me i i thought that this was the book i wanted to read the first chapter was boring so i put the book down then my little girl Tetebia, came and took the book by my bedside after several weeks i came looking for the book one day i was feeling bored i said okay let me go back and read that book and i was looking for the book i couldn't find it so i kept asking for the book they said oh daddy that book is with me it's a very nice book i've read all you have read all nice book oh it's a nice book that's so why i started the, the chapter one was quite boring he said yeah but the other chapters are good my 12 year old daughter at that time she was like 11 telling me that the book that you despise the first chapter actually had better chapters i went back for it started reading it powerful ideas powerful concepts how some of us get so discouraged because chapter one was bad look at the story of ruth in chapter one she lost her husband it was a horror chapter i've said it here before in chapter one of the book of ruth eh three men died nobody would have thought that that would if if that if the book of ruth was was a, a movie mommy would not have watched it with me because once we start a movie and there's a shock bah, somebody died. hey hey i won't watch again this one three men dead i tell mommy this is a movie oh. the person is not dead it's so below the blood you see is so below. She said, no, 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 no. The whole night, the whole night. Mommy can watch a movie eh? and the woman is shot. The whole night she will sleep. She can even get up and pray for the person. <laughs> I'll meet her the next morning. So, let's say the movie I saw. How can they kill a woman like that? How can they? I said, no, that woman is by now having breakfast with the husband. She was paying like $10 million having breakfast already with the husband for that short no, no, honey. Oh no, honey, honey, they killed her too much. They killed her too much. <laughs> so the book of Ruth, eh? When we were just hey, I'll watch it again, I'll watch it again. But you see, and and listen, Naomi came to her daughter-in-laws and said, Listen, Opa Ruth, go back home. My sons are dead, my husband is dead, go back home. 
Upper, the reason why Upper is not popular and Upper had no book named after her in the Bible was because Upper accepted that the story ended in chapter 1 and went home. Ruth moved on to chapter 2, moved on to chapter 3. By the time the book was ending, Ruth had become the great grandmother of David. Of David. Don't end the story. Don't give up on your story. Don't give up on your story. Don't give up on your story. I would have given up on mine. I would have given up on mine when I failed my examination in secondary school form 4. And I was asked to repeat. And I left secondary school form 4. I left. I was too old to repeat. For I mean, six formers were calling me Brother Gideon. How can form 3 students come and meet me in form 4? I left. But I didn't give up. I didn't give up. I wrote my examination as a private candidate and moved from there and moved from there. Today, I'm the president of a school, of a, of a university. Because I didn't give up. Because I did not give up. And the chapters keep, the whole book, the whole story keeps getting better. My whole story keeps getting better. I'm looking my, at my children growing up. I'm celebrating God has been so gracious. I'm looking at this church. I'm looking at um, the schools. I'm looking at my wife. And I'm telling mommy that Charlie, we have grown old well. Oh, we have grown old. God has been very good to us. I'm looking at godly children around us. I didn't know my story would turn out this way. When I was asked to leave school in Form 4, I didn't know it would turn out this way. Even 20 years ago, when I was struggling by the roadside, I didn't know that it would turn out this way. But apparently, they were all chapters of a bigger story. A good chapter is coming. So don't give up on your life. A better chapter is coming. So don't give up on your life. Apply these very simple rules I'm sharing with you today. And a year by this time, you will be the preacher standing here sharing, this, sharing your own rules. Number six. Life is futuristic. You must have the capacity to see ahead, think ahead, move ahead, and stay ahead. Because I ask this question all the time. Why look back when life is a journey forward? Why focus on somebody who has you in the past? Why focus on people that did all these things to you? Why bear anybody a grudge? I have no business with my past. I have no business with my past. I have no business with my past. Listen, I am not fighting for success to prove to somebody who hurt me 10 years ago that I'm successful. That is an attitude of a, of a, of a loser. That's the attitude of a loser. All those who despise me in my years back, I have flushed them out of my system. I am I'm moving forward. I am moving forward. They are not part of my thinking. All my pains and my, my heads in the past are not holding me. Life was designed to move forward. And my focus is forward. So I've shared this with you before. For the purpose of this series, let me repeat it. For the purpose of this series, let me repeat it. Let all stand for opportunity. How many O are there in the world yesterday? No O. Because there are no opportunities in your past. How many O's are there in the world today? One. Because there are only few opportunities today. But how many O's are there in the world tomorrow? Three. Because there are more opportunities ahead. 
The greatest disability in life is mental blindness. The greatest disability is mental blindness. And mental blindness is when you are not able to visualize the future. When you cannot see 10 years from today who you become. If you like, eh, stop looking at today and look at tomorrow. You will see that tomorrow will be better than today. Life is futuristic. And if you have this kind of mindset, you always get better in life. That's the way I have built my life. That life is futuristic. Today, for me, today is tomorrow. And I built my life towards that. Are you, are you here with me? Are you following me? I'm always looking for the next thing to do. One thing ends and I'm moving on. Another thing ends and I'm moving on. Other things end and I'm moving on. I'm so excited in life. I'm so happy in life because the future brings me hope. And it's the future I focus on. And when I see the future, I'm excited. I pray that God will open your eyes to see the future. Life is like a football match. Most of the times, it offers you an extra time to salvage some points. Listen, football match is played first half, second half, and in some cases, extra time. Some of us here, we are in our first half. And the, the danger about being in the first half is that you think you have enough time. The time you realize the first half is over and you're entering the second half. And then suddenly you realize that the second half is also over. And the only time you have is the extra three minutes they have added. In most cases, it's three minutes. Have you ever seen a losing team that has three minutes? All the supporters of that team, they all sit at the edges of their seat, urging their team members on. Where were those energies to urge them on until the extra time? That's what we do in life. We wait until everything is almost gone before we put in all our energies. And you see these footballers rushing to pick the ball and throwing the ball. And I ask myself, so if you could throw a ball as fast as this, what were you waiting for? Then you see even goalkeepers going corners, coming. In some cases, some of the goalkeepers have actually come to score. And so why were you not coming earlier on? Listen, put it sometimes it is better to win at the first half. So at the rest of the half, you can use it for training for the next match. Hey! <laughs> if we are playing football in the first half, you have scored three goals. You know, the second half, we feel like, okay, it's training. Sometimes the coach will take out the best players out. Come and rest for the next match. Come and rest for the next match. So you see, life is like a football match. At every point in your life, you can't waste time. Make sure you manage it well. But when you allow yourself to get the extra time, you, you don't even... And sometimes the extra time, eh, you rush forward to try to come and score. And then they cross the ball behind you and score you. I remember Chelsea and Barcelona. The year we went to finance and won. We, we went to finance and won. The first time we won the Champions League was us and Barcelona. We, we played, I think... Um, one all in Stamford Bridge. Then we went to we went to I think it was nil nil or one or one one. Then we went to um, went to Bassett uh, Stadium and then they scored us first. So they are cruising to the end. They are going. 
This is what and they, they were comfortable breaking the ball and dribbling us and playing all they could and other things. Finally, we managed to score a goal. Then when we scored the goal, they realized that they had to now score like one more, eh? or just to score one. In order to beat us, the master themselves they all came forward. When they came, we had a ball. One of our strikers that had never scored a good goal that we wanted to sell was standing at the center, thinking about himself. The ball came to him. All the Barca players were in our 18, and the ball came to him. Started going, started going, dribbled the goalkeeper, and scored. He became a hero. You see, people don't, you don't, you don't even deserve to beat you. Beat you if you wait and go to the extra time and put pressure on yourself. Don't wait until you have extra time. Don't say you have too much time. Don't say it. So I look at myself in the mirror. I look at myself. I'm already 54. If I, I were working in a ministry of a Greek, I'll have just six years to come to retirement. I was six years to come to it. I visited my brother in Hamburg and we were having lunch. And my brother said, Kofi, hmm. he's six years older than me. He said, Kofi, very soon we'll all be old men. And I come to our crowd, we'll find some place to sit and we'll be talking about life. I said, Brother, you are closer to old age than me. So think about yourself. <laughs> he, said, he said, Why? I said, ah, but you are closer to 70 than I am. Then he said, Kofi, welcome Asem. But you see, that's how we were just two brothers with five sisters in Adabrakas a few years ago. His name, his nickname was Mafia. Hey, my brother was popular, Mafioso. Handsome young man. All the girls in Adabrakas were in love with him. Mafioso, 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 mafioso. Now I meet mafioso. Mafioso is bored. <laughs> TikTok, big guy. TikTok, big guy. Now mafioso. When he, when he came in the 80s or in the 90s, he returned from Europe and came to Ghana. His nickname has changed. He was no longer mafioso. He was called Godfather. <laughs> hey, you call his name Godfather. Say, me I'm aware Me I'm aware Doesn't even want to be called Godfather. He doesn't want to be called Godfather. Come on, to me where are they? So all of you here, all of you girls here, thinking that we have life, we have, we have time, we have time, we have time. Time is like football. Life is like football match. It won't be too long. First half will be over. Second half will be over, and you find yourself on an extra time. And you'll be struggling. I have made the most of every season in my life. Recently, there's a dietitian who is telling me what to eat and what not to eat. I'm not worried. I have enjoyed myself. What I'm eating in the past, eh? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> if you ask me not to eat anything again, I don't care. From Saturuga to Diehu. <laughs> To solid food in restaurants and other places, I have made maximum use of my time. 
When I finally get to extra time, I will, I will be resting. I will tell the coach, I want to rest. Bring in the new players. I tell everybody, take over. I'm on extra time. Daddy, Daddy, where are you going? Your mother and I, we are going to Tokyo from Tokyo. We have a meeting in um, somewhere there. We'll fly here. We'll fly here. In 10 days, we'll be in 10 cities for meetings and other things. Daddy, but you see, there is a sermon you have to do. It's not a series. My friend, continue. I've been preaching for a long time. I'm on retirement. I have seen men who should go on retirement looking for a job. I've seen people who should have been on retirement by now looking for jobs. You know why? They messed up their first half, messed up their second half, and they're on extra time. They are looking for jobs. Don't do that to yourself. Make the most of if you like go back home today, sit down, just measure six to six, how you spent your time. Six to six. It's a reflection of how the whole year will end. Number eight, life doesn't give you what you observe, but what you deserve. So stop staring at other people's wealth and work hard for yours. Life doesn't give you what you, you, you observe. It gives you what you deserve. Sometimes I feel that there are people around me who feel, who feel, who are looking at my wealth and feel, and feel like they deserve some things from me and some. But that's not what life gives you. It doesn't give you what you observe. It gives you what you deserve. Do you understand? Even I won't give my children what they observe. I'll give them what they deserve. Not what you observe. But what you deserve. It helps you. So here are some people who never make themselves rich. People with dependency syndrome. People with dependency syndrome who think that everything in their life must be done for somebody. Did this, and this person is not helping me, and this person has not helped me, and, uh, and my, my family, dear, my family members, they are wicked though. Nobody is helping me. I have a cousin who goes around in this area telling people that, hey, should I suffer like this when I have a cousin, a, a brother like Bishop in this area? And I sent a message to him that should I struggle for congregation members when I have a cousin in this area who doesn't come to church? <laughs> should I be going for so meaning when a cousin is staying here? He doesn't come to church. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now, people will shareholders' mindset. People will shareholders' mindset. There are people who feel that after this thing, we deserve some. There are brothers and sisters who feel that they must share in the wealth of their siblings. I'm a shareholder. By the virtue of the fact that even my children are not shareholders in my wealth. I give them what they deserve, not what they observe. When I die, they can take. But now that I'm alive. Hmm. I think at this stage, Kevin feels very threatened. Now, people who envy the rich never become rich. People who criticize the rich without a cause also never become rich. 
people with a jackpot mindset. One day, one day, eh? One day, one day, eh? One day something will happen, eh? Nakay Namsa, Nama Bastard, no be a chem ten thousand dollars. Ah! And come about what is a crab? People who are lazy never become rich. People who do not develop their skills. This morning I watched mommy join me after a midnight prayer. Join me, go to Ashmata Forest, stood on the feet for three hours, came back, took a bath, went to the Bible school to teach Bible students for another one hour. Fifty-something-year-old woman. While she was doing this, there will be a girl in this church who woke up at 10 a.m. this morning. Ed Banku and went back to sleep. And today she's in church. Whilst I'm preaching, she's yawning in her heart. Man of God, finish. Let me go and sleep. Man of God, I'm feeling sleepy. I was just teaching the pastors in the Bible school, I think yesterday or so. I was just telling them that let nobody say that you are lazy. That's why you are chosen to be a pastor. Because sometimes that's the impression we give people. That the easiest way to get a job that can feed you without working is to become a pastor. So that's the way, that's the way I feel. I was determined in my life from day one that nobody would despise pastoring because of me. I determined from day one nobody will pastor pastor i know a pastor whose wife left him because the wife said you are too lazy initially we all thought the wife was a witch until we got into the matter and realized that Charlie. But after the wife told us the story we could all the advice we took we took it back home we couldn't advise her guys let's go next let me close in here life celebrates those who work hard to realize their dreams who work hard to realize their dreams few years ago nobody knew me and mommy today we are celebrated everywhere we go i was just driving with my son today i went to some places this person will come and come and greet me somebody will come and bow at my car somebody will come and do this hey daddy you are celebrating you i said if you work hard on your dreams you are celebrated that's the meaning of celebrity a man who worked hard on his dream and it's being celebrated. That is all. My son Benson will tell me, hey daddy, I go to places, people mention your name, oh, people when you work hard on your dreams, and you succeed. I read something years ago, just a statement in a diary somebody gave me. He says, success is doing your best for others to admire. I kept that at the back of my mind. Let me do my best, others will admire. I have never been obsessed with praise. I don't you, you don't appreciate me why don't you say this and i've done this I say, just keep doing your best people will start admiring you that is all finally distinguished ladies and gentlemen this is the most important of all the principles i've learned life is a journey back home jesus is the way any other way leads to hell I have kept this thing at the back of my mind that my journey is me going back home. One day I will not be here preaching. A casket will be here and my body will be lying inside. And all of you will come and read tributes. Even those of you who don't like me will cry. 
Life will one day end for me. And I'll be going back home. I have to be very careful how I walk. Which way I choose. Jesus is the only way. He's not one of the ways. He's the only way. He is the only way, not one of the ways. He is the only way to heaven. And you need him. Unless, let me tell you something. Let me conclude on this. So people are here, oh, daddy, why are you saying we are all here? We are all on Jesus' road. Please. I want to tell you something. If you say you are going to Liberia and you board a plane and the plane lands in the country and you get out and you don't hear people say uh mame 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 i will say welcome welcome uh-huh mame welcome if you don't hear my man welcome but I go and hear people say oh Akwaba. you choose the wrong route if i say i am going to cape coast and on my way to cape coast i meet people speaking away I speak fancy, they speak away. Mayra. Isn't it? Oh, I say I'm going to um, Vota region. And on my way, I meet people speaking fancy. And when you ask them anything, they speak fancy. You should know you are missing. That's how it is. If you're on Jesus' way, you meet Jesus' people. You meet Jesus' people. Your friends are prayerful. Your friends are walking in purity. Your friends are witnessing. Your friends are serving in the church. Your friends are, I mean, serving the Lord from the bottom of your heart. But if all your friends, womanizers, drunkards, uh, white beaters, gossipers, slave queens, you are not on the way to heaven. You are not on the way to heaven. Judge your journey. By the friends you make whilst you are on the journey. You will know whether you are on the way to heaven or on the way to hell. God bless you. I love you all of you.